For more than two decades, we've been educating our listeners about financial topics that are most important to you. Do you have enough money to retire? How will you keep from running out of money? What's your plan for managing market risk? What about taxes, inflation, and health care? Each week, we talk with an advisor at Lucia Capital Group about these issues and more. This is Managing Your Financial Future. Managing your financial future. Welcome back to the podcast. Johnny Dean, your podcast host. Normally, I'm here with my uh, longtime friend and colleague, Professor Rick Plum, who has been doing these with me for decades now, not just podcasts, but TV shows, radio shows and all that. But every once in a while, I get the chance to tell Plum to step outside and bring in somebody else, another person who is in the financial planning business. Uh, I want to welcome... My good friend. Can I call you good friend, R.F. Friedman? I think we've known each other long enough. I think we have. I never know when to tell some, you know, you know. I've known you for a number of years because you've been around for a number of years. Yeah, I've been here, I think, 12, 13 years, something like that. Has it been that long? It's been that long. Can you believe that? I, I'm, I'm, I'm not astounded. I just can't believe time has gone so quickly. Uh, R., you are a wealth manager at Lucia Capital Group. Correct. And you meet with clients and you do a lot of that, uh, the, the, the financial planning things yep. that financial planners do. Yeah, exactly. You know, I uh, try to make it a little bit less boring when I w- meet with my clients because, you know, you're talking about numbers, investments all the time. Right. But right. Yep, that's my right. go to. You know, I actually got my I got my MBA in financial planning from CLU uh, last year. So CLU, I, which is? Oh, Cal Lutheran University. There you up, go. Up in Thousand Oaks. Okay, so. there you go. Yeah, that, a lot of non-Californians may be listening, and they're like, well, isn't that a chartered, let's see, legal underwriter? No, I don't I don't know what that is. Yeah, no. Uh, that's where you got that. So so you've been working in this for a long this time. Is, this is my bread and butter, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. This is I, it's basically the only thing I know. Well... <laughs> <laughs> That's good. There are aspects of financial planning that Professor Plum and I cover every week. I shouldn't say every week because it, it, it changes over the weeks. But there's there's one thing that we haven't talked about a lot, and this is why I'm having you on, because you had mentioned this to me that you would love to bring this particular topic up. And I said, gosh, we haven't talked about this at all, uh, because this doesn't really fall into Professor Plum's wheelhouse necessarily. But this has to do with uh, elderly parents finances and what would you say i don't i don't i want to say protecting them from predatory it's just really scams and, and all that stuff kind I, of but you know really what i what i want to do is kind of bring to light it, it's something that everybody's going to have to deal with and you know for some reason it's just been happening more and more often with uh clients clients children and it's just really about helping your parents right yeah. you know elderly parents um, with their finances, because at some point in time, you know, they're not going to be able to manage the complexity of everything that's going on with the finances. It could be paying your bills. It mm-hmm. could be managing the investments. It, it could be, you know, just taking, you know, just going to the grocery store. It just happens to everyone. And I've seen it. It's going to happen to all of us. I mean, eventually, if we're lucky to live that long, yep. we will be in a situation where maybe somebody else is going to have to help us with the things that we normally associate with uh, being in control and yep. one of the, you know, like driving a car, that's always a big thing when you, when you decide you can't drive anymore, you know, that's, that's a rough thing. Yeah. You know, I have to tell you, John, it was kind of scary when we had to tell my grandpa, cause my grandpa was, you know, old world war two vet, oh, man. you know, he was a dentist and he was a medic and he's seen some stuff. But when we try to tell him, Hey, you probably shouldn't drive anymore. No, sir. No, you know, it's, even when he was driving on the wrong side of the road and we're honking at him, Grandpa, Grandpa, what are you doing? And, awful? you know, he's yeah. just 
you know, oblivious, you know, and it's scary because you love them. You want to take care of them. But, you know, sometimes they need. Well, they need they need a little help. And and finances are not. I mean, personal finances are not all that difficult if you know them. But, you know, and I've seen this with uh, my father-in-law. I'll just say that Uh, he, he had a few years ago. He was always a sharp guy, engineer numbers, but just couldn't keep track of when the bills were due anymore. Yep. And so uh, a family member took it over and they were OK with that. But this is this, these are the things we're going to be talking about here. Now, we've broken this up into just uh, three different categories, although there are several things that you need to look out for. But let's talk about these individually here. Uh, the first one, as we kind of alluded to with elderly parents, is some kind of uh, mental si- signs of mental decline, not necessarily Alzheimer's, but maybe heading toward there. Yeah. You know what? One thing I've seen is. A lot of times clients don't realize, you know, they're kind of, I don't want to say they're, they're kind of slowing down or anything like that, or even clients, parents yes. who I help as well. Um, really it's, it's almost, it's never a bad idea to have, you know, a trusted, you know, contact or someone that you trust, you know, either a child or someone who's part of the trust or something of that sort to, to kind of come along and tag mm-hmm. along so they can kind of have an idea of what's going on. So if there's ever a case where, Hey, you know what, you know, you know, mom or dad, it's time for me to kind of take over, Mm -hmm. but it's not so much as taking over. There's, you know, you're still good. There's still going to be a part of it, but just kind of, you know, the day to day making decisions, because there's going to come a point in time where, you know, Oh, you know, how much stock do I purchase of this? Or, you know, what's the best idea for it? It just becomes overwhelming to have someone there who can kind of talk you through and, you know, just a second or third set of eyes. So in other words, somebody, so, so if, if, if you're the person and you've been a long time, you know, and you're getting older, it yep. might be a good idea to have a family member that you trust or somebody you trust yep. that can maybe come in with you. Is that what you're saying? To yep. a meeting and say, you know, just, let's just have a third set of eyes or ears or whatever on this. Yep. Uh, but it's got to be somebody you trust. It, absolutely, right? I mean, and that's sometimes that's that, and we'll get to that in just a second. But that can sometimes be uh, be an issue. But it does happen, whether you want to admit it or not. Yeah, it does happen where it, you're just not as as sharp as you once what uh, once were. You know, and then one thing you can do is, you know, if you feel, you know, it might be in your best interest to set up a financial POA. You know, power, power of, of attorney, attorney, power of attorney, right? Yeah. You know, just. God forbid, you know, something happens and you're no longer monthly capacitated or you just don't have the capacity to mm-hmm. take care of it and you need a distribution, you need to sell something, you need to get access to funds. Well, if you don't have that, guess what? You're not going to be able to, to get access to your funds. Well, would you suggest as far as power of attorney, would you suggest it's wise for somebody who may be still 15 years away from getting into that situation? Would you would you suggest that they set it up sooner rather than later? You're not going to like my answer. I'm going to say it depends. Okay. Well, yeah. that's that's always our answer. Yeah, right. That's it, always depa- our it, it depends. It, every situation is different. You know, mm-hmm. of course, it could make sense. Um, but, you know, you have to look at it on a case by case basis. You know, for for example, uh, I have clients who have their kids as a financial POA in case something happens to them. They're not bringing them in yet. Right. They're they're kind of standoffish, but they have someone there just in case something happens. Oh, OK. Yeah. So so you could set it up as a power. What, what just for those that don't know, what does a, if I assign financial power of attorney to, you know, my two kids or whatever? Yep. What power does that give them right now? Any? I mean, can they just write checks if they, they wanted could, to? If and, they wanted to. That's why it's got to be someone you trust. Right. Yeah, yeah. But 
um, yeah, they have full access. They have full control if they come in there with the mm-hmm. with the POA. Usually, you know, if you have a good relationship with a financial advisor, you're going to know beforehand. Hey, you know what, Miss So and So or Mister So and So. Um, yeah, okay, I understand. You know, you can always bring a letter. You know, if you're the the okay. POA, you can bring a letter yeah. that like from the doctor, right, saying mm-hmm. that there's a lack of you know mental ability or something of that sort. But yeah, you're you're signing off on them to 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 write checks whenever they want. Well, and it may not be, you know, gradual decline. You could have an accident of some kind, right? Where you're not conscious. You could be, you know, you could be in the bathtub, right? Getting out and then slipping and then <laughs> whatever well, it is, whatever it yeah. is. So, okay. So financial power of attorney, but you would caution that you do so very, very carefully. Absolutely. Don't get your neighbor. No. I mean, no. yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, things happen when people get uh, money. Yeah. Um, you know, it. people change once there's dollar signs involved. Oh, have I seen that? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All right. Well, so as people start to lose their mental, it sounds bad to say this. Uh, I don't want to say their mental faculties. People know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You just kind of lose brain cells as you get older. And the stuff that you, you did easily when you were in your 50s, 60s, and prior to that starts to become a little more difficult or confusing as you get older. So uh, set up a financial power of attorney would be the first thing for that. Yep. And, you know, the most important thing to, to remember is, you know, you may be seeing it yourself with your parents and... It's a tough conversation to have, but it's a conversation mm-hmm. that eventually you're going to need to have with them. And it's better to have it now while they're still, you know, how do I say they They still have the, the mental fortitude to understand oh, yeah. versus waiting where it's too late. Where it's, and once it's too late, it really is too late. Yeah. I mean, maybe you have, you know, one who's still alive or whatever, and, and, and that's helpful. Uh, okay. So, so that's something to keep in mind. And then the other, the second one that, uh, that was the first one. The second one that you run across a lot is, uh, scams. Yeah. Scams. It's, uh, it's incredible. And you know, these people who are scammers, if they would just put their brain power into doing good, man, they could make such a difference. It's just, it's, it's, you know, especially now with technology, you know, you hear about AI coming out and, you know, people mimicking people's voices. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's it's crazy, you know. It's it's uh I don't want to scare people, but you well, know, maybe you, you should in some instances. I mean, uh, for example, John, my uh, you know I think this happened probably a couple years ago, five years ago, six years ago. Um, my mom calls me, and she calls me very worried. She's like, "R, where are you?" And I'm like, "I'm at work in my office." She's like, "You're not in Peru." I'm like, "Why <laughs> would I be in Peru, Mama? I'm oh, no. here in the office working." And she's like. But you've never been to Peru. I'm like, no, mom, I've never been to Peru. She's like, well, someone just called your grandfather pretending uh, that you were locked in a jail in Peru and needed money and needed money that they needed to bribe the judge to get you out so you wouldn't be be stuck there. And I'm like, wait, what? And then it kind of like I was kind of like taken back for a little bit. It's like, well, did he send the money? He's like, well, they asked for like five thousand dollars. I'm like. $5,000. That's, that's what I would be trying to call my grandpa for $5,000. Like what? And she's like, yeah, but the, uh, the, when he tried to wire the funds, Oh no, they luckily the, the gentleman who was there was telling him like, Hey, no, it's a scam. Make sure like at a bank, like at the bank He's like, make sure you talk to either his parents Uh, or him before you actually send the funds out. So luckily he did that. He called my mom and my dad and they're like, no, ours, 
And that's when my mom called me all oh, man. freaking well, out. It sounds real. And again, as people's ability to think, their cognitive abilities decline, that they can't necessarily see themselves. Uh, it, it sounds plausible. To yeah. Them. They, they don't necessarily have the same reasoning faculties. You and I might look at this as we are younger and we might say, well, that's ridiculous. Who would fall for that? Yep. But uh, but people do. Yeah, people do. And, you know, my my if you're a grandparent or a parent, you know, you you love them unconditionally. You do whatever you can. And and unfortunately, these scammers, they they pry on that and they take advantage of it. And it it doesn't. You know, you just want to do what's right and help your loved one. And so, yeah, you do. They'll do this on computers. They do this on e- on email. They will call you and tell you that there's a problem with your computer. You've been locked out yeah. of your bank. Uh, I, don't pay anyone in, in uh, what's it called? Uh, in the gift cards. Yeah, go to, you need to go to Best Buy and get gift cards yeah. and read us the number or target. Have you ever seen these videos? Uh, I would recommend people watch them where they're, they're, they're baiting these scam people. Yep. These scam baiting type, yeah, pretending to be old people. Yep. Uh, it's, they're worth a watch, folks, anybody listening. Uh, if you, it's, so you get an idea of what these scammers will do. And they all pretend to be old people being scammed. Yeah. Of course, these are computer experts. Yep. You know. And then and then you see them finding the location and yes. everything. And it's, yes. really, it's really oh, it's, funny. I love it. I it's love funny. it. But it's eye-opening, too, yeah. as to, to, to see how these people work and if you can alert your parents to doing that. So so some of the solutions. I mean, obviously, Ara, you can't be around your parents unless, I guess, they live with you. But even then, you can't be around them 24 hours a day keeping an eye on them. You know, really what it comes down to is open communication, right? Just tell your parents... Or, you know, your loved ones, hey, if something seems kind of fishy or a red flag, just just call me. Right. You know, just like like we said before, a second set of eyes. Right. Just yeah. to kind of double check something. It's it, there's no solution. Right. You can't stop every single scammer. But at least that way, if you have open communication with your with your loved mm-hmm. ones, you know, hopefully, you know, you can put a you can mitigate the damage. Yeah. Hang up if they're on the phone. And, and look up the real number yeah. of, of whoever's calling you from your bank. Yep. Because remember, your bank's never going to ask you for your social no, security number gonna, no. or your account number and it's, you know, any fishy stuff like that. Which seems, uh, again, to, to, you know, to me, I don't think I would ever fall for that. But I don't know. 30 years from now? Yeah. I mean, I mean who I, knows what with all this, as you said, AI, yeah. artificial intelligence. I don't know what I may eventually fall for. Yeah. So it's always a good idea to to question it. And and I know when they call some of these people, you said your grandfather they, they were pretending to be you. They the, the uh, scammers often say, yeah. "Don't don't 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 please don't tell mom yep. or dad. Please don't tell anybody. I, I'm going to get in so they're going to kill me." And so the grandparents say, "Well, okay. All right. I'll I won't say anything just between us." Yeah. Um and that can prevent them from, you know, yep. calling. I'm glad your grandfather did that. You know, it sounds it sounds uh, it 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 sounds like almost generic advice, but but there isn't much more you can do. Open communication. I mean, it, it seems basic, but yeah. I, and I wish there was a there was a better way. You know, a, yeah, a scam blocker or something like that. But unfortunately, there's no fancy cure all. No, um, uh, be be very careful uh, with that. So scams, obviously, now un, un, under the subheading of scams. Uh, you, you you may want to talk about for a moment about some unscrupulous family members who, you know, maybe you've got three kids, two of them are doing okay financially and one is not. And mom has, you know, a bunch of money in the bank. And, you know, the the one that's kind of like, you know, again, when money comes into play and they people say, oh, change, I see a solution to my money problems yeah. here and, and it's my mom. Well, don't make them a POA. 
That's, yeah, yeah. That's, don't, don't do that, John. You are you. Are, well, you're correct. We're, yeah. we're we're joking, but we're not joking. But is there anything you can do about that? I mean, you know, I've seen family members that get in fights because one needs the money and is trying to coax mom into, you know, making them POA. You know, the truth of the matter is, is it, it almost taps into, you know, like our third topic about like the lack of uh, organization and you can't keep up with the finances. Yeah. Getting a trust or an estate plan, right? It takes mm-hmm. everything out of of play with anybody else trying to put in their 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 hooks in or some anything of that sort because it's got to follow the plan of what the what the estate plan says. And is that even true when the person is alive, right? I mean, yeah. this is not something that just I mean, a living trust is is one that's alive. Yep. Basically. Yeah, right? and it can change. What can a trust do to help Basically, in this? it could basically help you make sure your wishes are followed, right? When you're no longer here or even while you're while you're still alive, right? Yeah. Um that's why it's important to have, you know, someone that you trust such as your kids. And then as well as, you know, an estate attorney who can set that up for you. You know, you got your mm-hmm. will, your power of attorney, you know, your medical directive, kind of just organizing, putting everything in one spot. So when that time does come, because you never know when it's going to be, it's, it's really comes down to organization and planning ahead. And it, it doesn't have to cost you, you know, $10,000, no, right? It, I mean, it, it depends on obviously the size of your state, state and everything. And how complex and, and what controls you want to maintain. Exactly. Right. Um, but, you know, there's. I mean, I wouldn't recommend, you know, doing it online. I would recommend doing doing it with someone that you trust and, and you know, building a relationship as, as if you have a relationship with your financial planner. You're talking about like an estate planning attorney. Correct. correct. Right. So you're not, uh, you're not that keen on the online. Um... Sure. Right. You can do it. Right. But it, it's better. It's, it's like you can get financial advice online, but does it pertain to you? No. Right. You put in a questionnaire for me. I'm kind of old school. Right. I like to talk to someone. Mm-hmm. I like to, you know, feel them out, um, you know, and then if you have questions or ideas. Right. It's it's not as cookie cutter. Right. So, so you can go to these these uh, places that will do a trust for you online. Yep. Right. You know, you know, the type of, you know, you know, what I'm talking. Yeah, about. exactly. And and uh, is, is that generally I mean, is it a cost reason? It's usually cost reason because, you know, a lot of times they're, you know, they're just mills, right? They use it and they send it out. Well, you can, you know, four or 500 bucks and you um, get, and you get your, get everything done. But the truth of the matter is, is do you really want to, you know, there's certain things you don't want to go cheapo on, right? (laughs) Sure. Of course. So it's, it's, uh, I would kind of pucker up and have to, you know, pay a little bit more to make sure my wishes are taken care of. It's very, very important to do so, which, as you said, kind of leads into that third. Well, we're kind of talking about it anyway, uh, where people can the, the the third category of this is that people can no longer keep up with their uh, finances. They don't they can't organize it anymore. But there's also them feeling like, well, if I give this up, then I've got no control over my life anymore. Yep. I, I, I did see this with uh, with a family member who was just, you know, always on top of the bills, but we could see that he was forgetting. Yeah. And he couldn't remember. And he, oh, he just wanted to write a check. He didn't do online. He, he'd s- stick a stamp on. But things were, were, were getting late. Yeah. And, you know, and that's the thing is, is I we see it a lot with, uh, you know, with my clients and they're helping their parents. It's, you know, the parents are afraid to give up that, that control, right? Yeah. That yeah. lack of control. Um, and it's scary. And, you know, one thing that you can always do, you know, a solution for that is, you know, 
meet with your parents' financial advisor or mm-hmm. their CPA or their estate attorney, um, you know, and just kind of make help them get organized, make sure everything's in order, um, you know, make sure you got that estate plan done and that POA, the power of attorney. It, it's yeah. just one of those things that it, it's pretty simple, right? It comes down to, you know, be a part, be a part of their financial lives. Now, yeah. I'm sure you've seen this because you've been doing this for a long time, uh, where parents, especially ones of my parents' generation, you didn't talk about finances. You didn't, you didn't even bring up how much, you know, you hey, growing up, I never knew how much my, my parents made. I never yeah. knew how much was in the bank. I didn't care. Yep. But you know, they were kind of of that ilk where it was like, you know, I'll, I'll don't, I, it's, don't ask me about my finances. In don't ask. It's don't a tell. private matter. Yeah, exactly. It's a private matter for whatever reason. Yep. And the truth is, is, you know, you know, the parents don't have to give up the information of what's on there. Right. They mm-hmm. don't have to tell you exactly like, oh, hey, yeah, this is X amount here, X amount there. You know, I have some people who have big old spreadsheets and they say, OK, if something happens to me, here you go. Follow these instructions. <laughs> Rule number rule number one, call Ara. Rule number two, listen to Ara. Rule number three, do what Ara tells you. Right. <laughs> well, that's that's nice. So, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be like that. But what it comes down to is at least having given guiding them so they know where to go and find the assets and talk to the right people. So if somebody's afraid to have their kids know how much they have because it's private to them. There's still ways they can do this without necessarily giving the numbers to their kids Correct. now what about kids who wh- what should they, the the kids do um whose parents are in that situation but they won't re- the, the parents won't relent so i mean does the how, how does the how does the child of this type of parents i don't know the really i don't know the relationship but it's like hey i would really it's just talking to them right you know it's just having open communication like we said is like, yeah hey mom dad you know i'm here to help you right, right? Let me know if there's anything I can do. Can and, you suggest, like, you know, I know you're meeting with your planner. Would you mind if I tag along? Yep. I don't have to know anything if you don't want to give me anything, but I would love to know how everything is set up, you know. Yeah, you can do that. You know, that's it's just a that, hard thing to do for some people. It really is, right? You know, I have, I've had, unfortunately, right, I've had plenty of, of clients who have become elderly and, you know, we have to get someone else involved. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the worst thing is, is when no one becomes involved and then all of a sudden we don't hear from the client and, you know, six months go by and we find out they passed away and it's horrible because, you know, trying to track them down, figure out mm-hmm. who the heirs are and all this stuff. Cause and the heirs didn't know anything about the, the you, heirs right? didn't know about us. And, you yeah. know, it's just, you know, you want to make sure that financial house is in order. Yeah, it just it is there's a teamwork a certain amount of teamwork involved, but you've also got the emotional side with the families and yep. family dynamics can be very difficult. Yep. Professor Plum has said, you know, I've I've gotten phone calls from people who are still in the hospital. Hey, Dad just died two minutes ago. Uh, you know, put me in the you know, and, and Professor says, whoa, 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 wait, hold on, yep. hold on a second, you know. I don't even know who you are. Exactly. You know, so so it, it's important that everybody is involved. You know, and that's really, you know, that's why we go back to kind of getting everything set up and having yeah. just like financial planning. All right. Mm-hmm. You make sure everything is working for the, the right goal. You want to make sure in estate planning. Right. You want to make sure everything that you have is working towards the right goal. So when that time comes, there's no guesswork. Right. We already, you know, you build the plan, you work the plan. There's no magic involved no that's true and we since we don't know when that's coming probably 
sooner the better. Yep. I would suggest. Uh, R.F. Friedman, thanks so much for joining me today. No problem. I, 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 it's always good when I get somebody else. It's hard. It's, it's hard enough to get advisors because they just want to do the numbers. They want to sit in the in the office and they, they, oh, microphone. Talk. I'm not sure I want to do that. Ah. But it's good to get other other perspectives on some of this stuff because, like I said, Professor Plum doesn't. I mean, he does deal with it, but but you know, some of the stuff that you've talked about today is not necessarily in in, in his specialty. So it's good to get somebody else's perspective on this. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm in the tra- every single day we like to say you know i'm helping mm-hmm. as many yeah. people as i can and you know thank you for having me on i do appreciate it if you want to get in touch with anyone at lucia capital group professor plum R. friedman uh, wealth manager uh, manager you can do so at 800-644-1150 800-644-1150 longtime sponsors of this uh, particular podcast and all that lucia capital group also go online to luciacap.com uh, don't forget subscribe to our podcast spotify itunes all of that download it listen to every single week we got a whole bunch more topics to discuss before the end of this season which is coming up in just a couple a uh, couple of weeks my thanks again to ara friedman wealth manager at lucia capital group for ara and everybody else i'm johnny dean your podcast host thanks for listening we'll talk to you again next week you should always seek counsel of the appropriate advisor prior to making any investment decision. All investments are subject to risk, including the loss of principal. No client or prospective client should assume that the information presented serves as the receipt of or a substitute for personalized advice from Lucia Capital Group or from any other investment professional. Social security rules can be complex. For more information about social security benefits, visit the SSA website at ssa.gov or call 800-772-1213 to speak with an SSA representative. Examples cited are hypothetical, are for illustrative purposes only, are not guaranteed and subject to potential federal and state law There is no guarantee that you will achieve the results discussed or illustrated. R. Friedman and Rick Plum are registered representatives with and securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor and member FINRA SIPC. The investment professionals are affiliated with LPL Financial and are conducting business using the name Lucia Capital Group, a separate entity from LPL Financial.